It's the Skinny Podcast, only on Local12.com. Now, here's Richard Skinner, joined by Chad Brendel of BearcatJournal.com and Rick Roaring from MusketeerReport.com. Welcome in to this edition of the Skinny Podcast, the college basketball edition. I'm Richard Skinner, Local12.com, digital sports columnist and editor, along with Rick Roaring from Musketeer Report and Chad Brendel from Bearcat Journal. We're doing this the day before Thanksgiving, so I'm sure we'll get around to some Thanksgiving things that we, we do on a, on a regular basis. I know you've, you've got a weird menu usually, Chad, right, in your house? You don't go uh, traditional. Uh, Thanksgiving is more traditional. Christmas, I like to mix it up. Okay. All right. You're, you're, the deep, you're not a deep fryer? No, I'm not a deep fryer. My uncle does the turkey. He does. That's right. Okay. That's that. I knew there was something in it. And it's phenomenal. It. Yeah. You've said that before. Uh, but I, I want you to thank me for being on this podcast right now. Thank you for being on this podcast, right. Chad. It's not Thank hard. It's you. not hard to say. <laughs> we'll get to that here in just a little bit. Uh, I, there's, there's the conspiracy theorist right now. He's 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 got he's, his aluminum hat in his. He's in going his... after windmills. He's chasing windmills. He's uh, he he doesn't believe the moon landing took place. He saw Bigfoot over the weekend. Correct. I've been more on target with and the Charles Lamar Manson was framed since the beginning of last year's podcast than any of you yahoos. Oh, for heaven's sakes! We'll get to that a little bit later on. But let, <laughs> let's touch on. Some college basketballs. We're taping this on Wednesday. Obviously, uh, UC will still have a game to play. They're playing in the championship of the uh, the Cayman Islands Classic or whatever the heck it's called. And it really hasn't been a very good tournament. I mean, let's face facts. You were, the hope initially was Iowa would be good, and Iowa's so bad they're playing for seventh place in a bad tournament. They might get eighth. And they might get eighth. Correct. They play UAB, who's pretty good. Like. Well. It, <laughs> compared, pretty good compared, by that tournament standard. Comparison yeah. to what we've seen out of Iowa? Yeah, well. They I might mean, get eighth. That doesn't make a team good. They might get eighth. Yeah. The definition of good is you beat Iowa. No. 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 That's not the case. Iowa is the case in point, and, and this happens every year. We see this, and it, it drives me nuts every year. A team that, that is not very good last year loses by far its best player. Right. By far its best player in Peter. Everybody else is coming back. So everybody says that team is going to be better this yeah, year. Yeah, it's the automatic just because everyone's coming back that makes them better. Well, no, they stunk last right. year. What's going to make them any better this right. year? Now, granted, I thought they'd win a game or two in the Cayman Islands Classic, but you just assume because they, you know, they have six guys coming back that they're going to be better. Those guys stunk last year. Yeah, and they're really. It was bad just this year. Peter Jock last year. That was the only thing they had. Yeah, I asked you they were coming up. They they may not win ten games. They might not. I mean, they're bad. They're really like Louisiana Lafayette whipped their rear end. And and that, the funny thing is, every you know, everyone's getting mad on the UC side of things. It's like, better that they're not playing. They're, them. they're missing an opportunity for a big win. And like I get it because it's at least a Big Ten school. So at the end of the year, people but will it, recognize but it won't what be it was, a big win. But it's not going to help you by any metric because Iowa stinks. Yeah, Wyoming is going to be by far the best team for them to play that was in this tournament because Wyoming at least has a chance to be. A top 100 right, Ken Pop right, team. Right. No no question. Which brings us to the point of that was a lousy tournament to get in. Yeah. I mean, I guess the hard thing is when you look at it on paper or you sign up year, you know, a year and a half out, you expect Iowa to be good. UAB has had some good teams in years past. Buffalo was coming off Buffalo's, two years ago. Yeah. You know, and that was a good Buffalo team and by MAC standards. Right. That's a team that's going to compete for the MAC. Um, you 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 know you you hope and and that's the risk you take and I what the you know looking around there's too many of these freaking there are well, they're, 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 you're getting to that point it's it's not just that this year the PK eighty robbed all these yes, tournaments correct yeah. it's, it's so watered down this year when you look at I mean all the Maui's not even very good this Maui's, year no. I mean you're getting a pretty good final with with Wichita State and yeah, Notre but, Dame usually but if you five or six anything, teams yeah, yeah. If you got anything out of Notre Dame which except that the best for a team final. in college basketball yeah we're gonna get to them Clearly. in a minute. They're clearly, clearly the best team. And you trolled Wichita State fans, and they're trolling you back. We'll get to that here in just a minute. Sorry about UC's two wins, though. Um, uh, the, the most recent coming on, on Tuesday night. And, and a weird game because you look at one of the stat lines from it, 20 assists, and 20, 20 assists on, for 20 ba- 25 baskets. But the flip side is 20 turnovers. And is that going to continue to be a bugaboo? And, and is it stuff that they can clean up? It's something I think will be cleaned up through time. But I'm worried it's not going to be cleaned up by December 2nd through December 16th. <laughs> when it matters. Yeah. I mean, that's – that's they're going to have to get it fixed pretty quick. And some of it, you know, you get in that game, you're up 34 to 6, you know, 10 minutes in or whatever, 12 minutes in. You get a little bit careless. You get a little bit sloppy. Your rotations are – Different. Different because Mick last night – Trevor Moore played the most minutes last night. At twenty four, yeah, three games, clearly, three, three games in three days. You're trying clearly to clearly in legs. a position to get 
you know, the main guys some rest and get the backups in and get them some more time and run them, whatever. So you get a little bit more sloppy there. But, I mean, outside of one game, it's it's been a concern in every game. And, and you know, like I've said, I don't expect them to be at 10, you know, where they were last year with Troy Copain running point. But they need to be down to 13 or 14, you know, in that 12, 13, 14 range, not 17 to 20 where they've been – Pretty much the first five games of the against a competition too. Yeah, I mean that's that's the other part. Wait until the competition gets better, then that right. turnover might be a twenty-two to twenty-four, which now maybe really bad. Maybe you don't try to make a silly pass playing right. Xavier. You know, you're not trying stuff that's not there or stuff that's a little bit more difficult. But it's just a lot of them are careless, which is the concern, and that's what we've been talking about since practice started. Yeah, to me the the bigger concern is how much does Mick trust Kane Broom right now in crunch time because yep. we've seen that now he, he brings him off the court in the last 10 minutes of a, a game that's not decided yet that well, would be Jennifer big, was playing better that day but well that's fine but as we've talked about and I don't care what UC fans think if Justin Jennifer is your answer it limits your upside yep. there's just no way around that Kane Broom is a more talented player um, especially as a scorer so if Mick doesn't trust him in crunch time it certainly takes away some weapons at the end of games for you yeah I agree yeah, yeah, I I agree with that, but but the others, it's a good time to make that send that message to that kid right now yeah. too. I mean, that's like part too. I yeah, saw some people saying it. they had a problem with his with his substitution pattern on Monday. I did not. What What's the only way your coach? Yeah. What's the only way a kid learns? Seat on the bench. I mean, <laughs> especially in crunch time when yeah. he thinks he should be the one out there. If your minutes are going to be impacted. You start learning real quick. By simply taking care of the basketball. Yeah. Mick wasn't wrong in what he did at all. I, I thought it was the right decision. It was just interesting to see. It's like, man, that's, you know. Well, and then and, he came and, back and, last and, night and started Justin. And, mm-hmm. and, the, and the, the positive is that last night came Broom, bounces back, and has a pretty good game. You know, the interesting part of that is two best games so far. He's come off the bench. Now, I agree with you. bad competition in both games. Yeah, I agree with you that you want him in there at crunch time, but I think it might be an interesting look to – have him start. S- have him see the game. But well, the first four minutes aren't crunch time, so th- you know what I mean. Like, bring right, him off that's the what bench, I'm get him going, and then well, hope one, he's ready to go at the end. It gives you some offensive spark off the bench, yep. and two, it puts Jennifer in with Cumberland, Evans, Clark, and Washington, which, at least early in the game, you don't need him to score when he's on the floor with those four guys. Right. You can facilitate, set things up. I think that's an interesting dynamic to watch. I mean, I don't, I don't dislike that. That theory of you know maybe having him be the offense off the bench at this point and have Justin run the show for the first five minutes or whatever. I actually think that's a really good call. And to Justin Jennifer's credit, I don't want to sound like I'm railing against the kid. He has improved. He's a gotten lot. better. He's playing solid basketball. But you're talking about where you can go with Kane. We're Rude. talking about final seven minutes of the game against Xavier or UCLA Correct. or Florida. Yeah. And and you're right, Skinny. My my only point to that is I know what what Justin's upside is. It's limited. It just is. No matter what you want to say about a kid and how much he's improved, it's like when D. Davis played for Xavier. He was good. He had some great games. He won them some games. But you knew a six-foot point guard that isn't a great scorer has a limited upside for you, especially when you brought in a kid who can really score and has yep. the abilities of a camp room. It's just, if you think this UC team can be special, it involves Kane Broom. No doubt. And, and, yeah, no and, doubt. And we'll be the first to say we both ate it on Justin Jennifer because I never thought he would get to this. I didn't think he'd be this good, honestly. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, it, I was a big – I questioned landing him from the get-go. And the biggest shock is he can actually knock down an occasional jumper now, too. Well, yeah, but he's not flicking it with his off thumb and, and <laughs> shooting a corkscrew anymore. <laughs> that helps. It, it looks good in the air. Like, he, he has done a ton – like, the kid has worked his rear end off. And to that, you have to give him a ton of credit. But Rick's right. He's not a guy that any night you're concerned he's going to get you 18 or 25 right. points. And Kane has that ability. He's just finding his way. And I think – Right now, the nice part is Justin is giving you the luxury of easing him into it a little bit. I think that's probably the biggest, you know, takeaway from that on the positive side. Yeah, yeah, and being able to pull him when you need to pull him. Yeah, I, no, no, I think, it's, and I think you're right. Maybe it is a chance to get some more scoring punch off of it. Maybe you found something. Not by design, and by default, and, it's, yeah. and, it, and it, maybe that's the, the, the answer. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing that says you can't play 28 or 30 minutes coming off the bench. There's right. nothing that says you can't do that. 
Um, you, you know, it, sometimes it, it's true. The whole starting thing's overrated. It, it really is to some degree. Well, I, I, mean, I mean, you see it sometimes in the NBA. You, you, you maybe have a guy who's probably one of your four or five best, but you want somebody with that next unit that is the scorer in that. You don't want five guys that come in and nobody can score. Well, think about this. Let's put it this way. The second unit, if you do it the regular way, is Justin Jennifer, Trevor Moore, Keith Williams, Trey Scott, and Isaiah Brooks. Not a lot of scoring punch. I mean, more defensive-minded guys. I mean, I think Keith is going to be a scorer, but like from what you're asking him to play in his role right, right. now, you're not going to ask him to go get you a bucket. You switch out Justin Jennifer for Kane Broom on right. the second team, right. and all of a sudden you got a little pop there. Right. I, no, I, I think it's just I, an idea. I mean, it is. he's done it twice, and in both times Kane's been in double figures because he's been the lead option on right. that second unit. The other positive, though, is and we've talked is is the different guys who can score. I mean, the, the night that Kane Broom gets yanked and plays only a few minutes and gets two points. Gary Clark goes off for 24 and 15. Last night, Cumberland hit some shots early, um, gets going. Kane Broom ends up leading him in scoring. Um, Jennifer hits some shots. I, that, that's, that, that is still going to be the positive of this team. Is it, it's, Jacob Evans had a decent night last night. Teams in the country that can have that. They're well, just the, the, the nice part is the thing you just mentioned. Like, one night it can be a guy goes for 24 and 15 like Gary did. The next night it can be five guys are at 12. 12. Right. You know, they can do it different ways, and it's not, you know, you're not pigeonholed into this guy has to get us 20 or we're in trouble. It's this guy can get us 25 tonight if his matchup is there, and this guy can get us 25 tonight if his matchup is there. And if everything's about equal, everybody can get 12, and we're still going to get the points, and we're not playing games in the 50s anymore. Like, that Buffalo game would have been with with ease because it was a Buffalo, to their credit, they mucked it up. Right. They fouled on every possession and dared the refs to call it. I think that's why the every well that and it was John Higgins who they got two nights in a row. Can you believe they I, had him two I, nights in I a row? I didn't get a chance to listen to the Buffalo game. I listened to a little bit of last night, and I, 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 Terry Nelson made a pretty good comment about him that I didn't realize he was referee in the game, and I didn't know he did the night before. He did both nights, two nights. How do you get? Have you ever seen that? Well, those tournaments usually mix everybody up where yeah. you can't do the same game. The same team, two nights, two days in a row. Maybe he got scratched by everybody else in the tournament. Well, in fairness, this tournament doesn't seem to be the best organized. That's fair. How about Mick last night saying in five years it's going to be the best tournament in the country? How about the other night where they didn't know what the score was at halftime? No, they got it wrong. That would that, That's a problem. That would count as not knowing the score, they, would it not? They got it wrong the whole game. Kyle Washington shot two free throws. He made both. On the second one, they gave the points to a guy that had not played in the game for the other team. Wow. That's brutal. Two-point swing. So the score you saw at the end of that game was not correct. UC had two more points. UC had one more point, Actually, and Buffalo four, had, had one well, less yeah, point. Yeah, correct. So two-point swing. That happened the whole game, and nobody caught it. Doesn't UC keep their own book, too? Everyone had the book. They were yeah. all saying, this is wrong. And, and nobody cared? Nope. Well, they, multiple people had different stuff, so that's, that's they went nuts. with the official well, book. I mean, you know how it, like the scribes keep score. Sure, right. The, the, and I'm sure they said something. They the, were on Twitter saying, hey, anybody else got 38 here? And <laughs> That's great. That's just great. Great tournament. I mean, it was literally being at like being at high schools because that would be irresponsible and mean of me. But it's like being at a, a, a single A high school game for the all A tournament or something. Yeah, where somebody's keeping score that, that doesn't that, know, that has and, no idea what they're correct. doing. Correct, and and, yeah. and you have to try to override but them. There has been a delightful steel drum player at every uh, commercial break. Yeah, I'm on. <laughs> yeah, I'm on. It is a nice destination, so maybe it will be one of those one, a great tournament one day. I've been one singing day. Enrique, Enrique Iglesias every night. They yeah, they've got that. a. I'm not singing it now, but okay. the, the, the steel drummer does thankful. a uh, does yeah. a, a bang out rendition of Bilamos. That there's had me, had yeah. me. We're not going to let you sing. Uh, I'm not going to sing. I don't want to sing. Thank you. I right, let's turn to the Xavier Musketeers. Big win last week at Wisconsin that, that I think will turn out to be a, a a better win the more this season season goes along. And, and it wasn't going to be a bad loss, but it is going to be a good win when all is said and done. I think so. This Wisconsin team is going to have trouble finishing games. Yeah. They're just young. They they lack some punch on the offensive end. They have some really good moments, and they're tough, and they'll defend you, and they'll be Wisconsin for sure. And Hap is incredible. He is really, really good. But the the one thing that might save them is I do think the Big Ten is highly overrated coming into the year. Like Northwestern was really overrated. Yeah. Um, we already saw Iowa. We talked about them. Some of I these, mean, you, you have Purdue, Michigan State. What yeah. from there? I think Maryland, Minnesota, is bad. Maybe. 
Um, Minnesota, Minnesota people are really high on. I think they were a little overrated coming into the season, but I think they're still better than Wisconsin. Team. Yeah, they're better than Wisconsin. But I think there's only four teams that are clear-cut better than them. And any other game, it's going to be a toss-up for them. Yeah. They'll have a chance. I agree. Yeah, I, think so it'll, I think it'll be an okay uh, – the, the good thing for Xavier is it's a road win. Right. So that's going to that's that's pump it up. I think Wisconsin's going to be fifth, sixth in the Big Ten, somewhere in there. Sounds right. Um, you know, So it'll look good on the resume. They'll be top 50 probably in the RPI, I would guess. Somewhere in that vicinity, 50, 60, somewhere in there. So when you get to the committee and you've got a non-conference road win against a top 50, 60 level team, you're going to get a boost from that. So they did what they had to do. All right, the couple of things that came from that game obviously is the back and forth with JP Mercura and and, uh, and and Steve Stricker and the fans. And I, look, fans can ch- chant what they want. Most kids, if they want to ignore it, can. If you want to respond, that's fine. I, I didn't think there was anything either way that made that classless or or or. Look, I don't like guys that play for. I don't like them talking. I just, I'm just too old school. But That's, in this case, that comes as a shock. Yeah, I know it does. I just don't like it. I, I'm not. I, I hate the trash talking part of it. I hate everything about it. I, I, you know what? Just let the scoreboard tell the story. But look, fans chant what they chanted. That's not the first time that's happened. It's not the last time it's happened. And and the response back and forth. It was really it was harmless. It very, was harmless. Very. It's not like you flipped him off, grabbed grabbed his crotch, and told him to. to yeah, exactly. Go pleasure themselves. It, th- that was the shocking he thing. Full, he didn't pull a full, full Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I, I, honest to God, watching that. You were waiting for the implosion, weren't you? JP is very reserved right now, and all he did was the little Badger Gator Chomp, which, by the way. Why Wis- are they doing? Wisconsin appropriating the Gator Chomp right. is the worst thing a fan base has ever done. Yeah. So stupid. It's literally like being why? the Reds and doing the tomahawk chop. Why are they, like, why do they do it? I don't I, understand. Where did it? I, I need the origin story on that, and it I better be a damn good one. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, the Wisconsin fans are just going to be like, oh, 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 oh. Can you think of another, I said this in the Dana Victory podcast, you got the tomahawk chop, you got the gator chomp. Is there another fan action like that that you know that belongs to someone? Maybe the U. Kinda, yeah, maybe, maybe, but that's maybe, not even there. maybe, yeah. Kansas uh, fans chant "Rock Chalk Jayhawk KU," but that's a chant. People I know. have chants. Like, there's that's a movement. Yeah. You appropriating a movement like that is so insane as a fan base. Like, because it's so recognizable that you're just stealing it. It's like all the high schools in the area stealing the whole roller coaster thing from Cuffcath after they started doing it. And it's like, guys, come on, come up with your own. Yeah, yeah. we know where that own. came from. Yeah. And it's not, it's not even germane to Wisconsin. That's no, the, there's that's not alligators there. It well, doesn't make any maybe sense. there is. Maybe we don't know. Land of a Thousand Lakes, or whatever. Yeah, correct, with the th- with alligators all in them. What, what do they do in the winter? I don't know. Go south, go to Florida. <laughs> they go to the alligators. Go south. You're walking through Kansas, and yep. there's just alligators. Just alligators like, going south for the winter. <laughs> migrating. Yep, exactly. See? <laughs> What's that? Every day. What's that? that? Dude, it's, the, it's the alligators migrating. That's probably why there's been all those viral videos and pictures of alligators on golf courses just strolling through that are yeah, like they're migrating. pounds. Yeah, they're migrating south Playing for the winter. Playing through. We're going south, guys. <laughs> Uh, no, th- but Steve Sticker's overreaction, too. I mean, you come think? on. Holy cow. What a clown. I mean, he's a public figure. He knows that people are going to see that right. and that it's going to become a big deal. To get that worked up about it, and and, and on the other side, like Xavier fans are, are then mad and, and getting mad at Wisconsin fans for all the flipping off of JP and saying he has a small uh, area and, and saying he's an a-hole. It's like, you guys are just as big a losers for that. Who cares? Fans will chant stuff. I get it. If you're a parent, maybe you don't want swearing. You'd rather them not get profane or whatever. So I get that part of it. Outside of that, though, like you said, all of it was completely harmless. Right. Right. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah, that, that, and the Steve Stricker overreaction was just above. And I, look, he is a, for those who don't he is a huge Wisconsin fan. He, he was, was sitting courtside. Yeah. yeah. And, and um, about- I, I get the fandom may be part of that, but but he didn't need to go to Twitter for that. He just did. Xavier's their troll game is like an eleven. This is the funniest thing JP's done, isn't it? I mean, you if you get a, a perfect, it's not so much that what JP did was funny, but if you get a professional golfer to come at you like that on Twitter, pretty, and then the Xavier account starts trolling him, yeah, pretty damn funny. And and it's uh, pretty good. It's up there. Yeah, I'm gonna say this. I, I feel very confident that it took everything in Chris Mack's power not to fire off uh, a tweet back at Steve Stricker. Yeah, probably. 
it's one of those ones where you you tweet it, you you have it ready Erase to go. it about sixteen times. Yep, and then look at it one more time, and then show a colleague. Should I? And they finally talk you off the ledge and go, probably better not. I guarantee you, the only reason he didn't do it was because he went into his locker room and said, "Guys, you got to be above that stuff. Don't get involved right. in it." Yada yada yada. And then so you can't get right back out of the locker room and tweet something. Crazy. Yeah, you got to walk the walk in that case. Yeah. But I do think uh, my guy Dan, that I do the Dana and Victory podcast with, it took care of it for everyone. He had a couple. I heard fi- this. this is pretty. Tell, tell this is fire pretty good. tweets where. He uh, said it was out of line for JP to be pantomiming Steve Stricker's 0-4 record in the Ryder Cup. <laughs> That's great. That was a pretty great that is line. Good. I probably is... just butchered it. Did, did, Dan's probably did, pissed, they, but his did, tweets were great. Did he tweet it at Steve Stricker, too? No, he's he's a little soft that way. Okay. I would have gone right at yeah, Steve I think that would have been a good one to tweet at him to see what his response would be. That might have shut him up for good. Uh, though takeaways, though, from, from, from that game, though, Rick, um, there, there, were some, there were some certainly good moments. Trayvon Blewett's really good at basketball. I, I, he doesn't suck. I figured that part. That's my takeaway. <laughs> Thanks. Good, good work. Yeah, he doesn't suck. I think I think Tyreek Jones continues because it's like you saw it against bad teams, but what do you do when you play Ethan Hat? He went right at him to start the game, scored on two of the first three possessions. You would have liked to see him play a few more minutes maybe, um, and I think that the staff is really still trying to figure out that big man rotation and trying to figure out how they can even find minutes for Karim Cantor right now because it's like Tyreek's playing so well, he's separated himself. You put him in for the first four. You take him out so you can get Sean O'Mara, a senior, on the court, but after that second media timeout hits you're not you're not keeping Tyreek on the bench right. you got to get him back right. in so when do you slide Karam in finally I don't think they feel like Karam can't help them but I think they're having a hard time finding, finding the minutes, rotation right. and, and how it worked especially with them not putting in any zone at this point so that was that was certainly one of my big takeaways and, and execution down a stretch in a tight game yeah but I mean you expect that out of to me it was more like once you saw Xavier hitting shots and getting a lead in the first half and then b- losing it and building it back up in the second half to me I wasn't really worried what would happen in a close game at the end because you have two killers two killer seniors on the court going up against a team that's inexperienced regardless of the fact that it's at their gym I, I, I didn't have much concern for how Xavier was going to finish that game off once they had already had a couple leads in the game. Um, I would say the freshmen kind of looked like freshmen. Paul Scruggs was good defensively. He played solid. Najee Marshall, every time he caught the ball, tried to go to the rim against five Wisconsin players staring at him in a pack line defense, and that just did not work out well. So he's he's really talented. He's still got some things to figure out, clearly. Yeah, and then they come back and, and beat Hampton. Didn't play great the, the first half. but, uh, but What a riveting game that was. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I watched about five minutes of that. Yeah, and then at yeah. halftime, I went up to the bar up at the top of the <laughs> arena and checked that out. How was it? Looks awesome. It's pretty cool. I'm sure that's uh, that's a view I'll be uh, checking out here in about. Try to make days. sure you're on that side of the arena. It makes it really convenient. If I mean, you're the one that's got the juice over there. I have no juice. They move me around each week. <laughs> <laughs> that's no juice whatsoever. No. That's, that's no juice at all. Uh, let's talk about the the American and and the Big East. Why well, want to get to Kentucky here in just a second? Hell yeah, let's talk about the American. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that the succinct? That's the uh, official. Uh, Thank God for Wichita. Go ahead. I, I'm trying to throw it. I'm, I'm putting it on a tee for you. Thank God for Wichita, Rick. Okay. So my thing with Wichita is this. They are not a bad team. I'm not saying they suck. I never have. From the beginning of when we started this podcast and people were talking about how much of a Final Four darling they could be, I said that's ridiculous. Because at this point of the year, if you're calling a team a Final Four contender, you're only saying that to say, They're one of the best four teams in the country or one of the best six to eight teams in the country, maybe, if you're going to say, well, things can happen there at the top. But that's the only reason to say it at this point of the year. That's where they are in the polls, correct? Right. They were sixth. And so, I mean, the... You're making a statement, and and I think that's what most of the national writers wanted to do. I'm calling them the best team in the country, or I'm calling them a Final Four team. That's fine. Whatever. It's over the top. It's ridiculous. Well, then they get into this game where they're really struggling against a terrible a bad cow team. team. Yeah, I wasn't talking about that. I mean, that's what brought it up. Yeah, but for those I, who don't know, you went, you went, you went to Twitter and and yes. and, and basically trolled Wichita State. It was hilarious. Well, more so, it was and the all, entire state. <laughs> I was more talking about the national writers because all the national writers who have been sucking them off since before the season started are now going. Oh man, this this offense is a real dumpster fire without Marcus McDuffie. Just, they just need him to get back. And trying to think of all these other excuses for why Wichita State doesn't look like the best team in the country against a pitiful Cal team, that's what I was laughing at. That's all I really cared about. It didn't change the way I felt about them, regardless of if they won or they lost by 20. I didn't care. I still don't think they're the best team in the country. I still think they're a top 15, maybe 20 team. Timing is key, though, bub. I, don't, I still don't care. If you... 
do something in 2017, if you say a team isn't the best, then you're saying they're the worst. If you say a team... Yeah, there's no middle ground. You're right yeah, about yeah, that. I mean, there's that's, no middle ground. And that's the issue here. It's like, I don't think they're a bad team. I'm not trying to troll anyone by saying they're not one of the nation's elite. But if you look at this Wichita State team, they're not one of the best four or five teams in the ACC. They're not, they're not one of the top four teams in the Big East. I mean, they're maybe fourth, if you want to say that they're after Seton Hall and Xavier, but there's clearly three teams in the Big East that look better than them to start this year. Big 10, there's two, three teams that definitely look better than them. Hell, they're not e- they don't even look like the best team in their own conference. UC clearly does. So to say that they're a Final Four team at this point is ridiculous. And then Wichita State fans want to come back at me with, well, did you think South Carolina was a Final Four team at this point last year? No, and you, I, I didn't then, think they were a Final Four team when the damn tournament started. Nobody did. I didn't did. think they were a Final Four team when they played in the, the Final, Final Four. Four. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> Very well done by both of you, first of all. We didn't plan that out. And second of all, again, you're proving my point if you're comparing them to South Carolina. That's what they are. They're like, well, they're better than they're South, better Carolina, South Carolina, actually. Yeah. They're, they're legitimately a top 20, top 15 team. That could but, get to a Final Four. But if you're just saying, hey, anyone that makes the tournament has a chance to get to the Final Four because you never know what will happen regardless of your seeding, then you're not saying anything at this time of the year. Right. The only reason to say it at this time of the year that a team is a Final Four team is to say they're elite. And Wichita State has clearly not shown that. We'll see what happens when McDuffie gets back. But to this point, these people and someone just you you forwarded me a tweet last night after they they beat Marquette, a game that was close the whole way, and this Marquette team is not great. No, they're gonna shoot forty threes and on a night when they make eighteen of them, they'll be tough. And on nights where they don't about Woj in a defensive stance, slapping the floor. In his freaking coaching attire. I don't want to talk about that clown yet. We've got a long season to go with him, and he is going to be very annoying. He was in a stance slapping the floor for a team that doesn't play any Any defense and hasn't in two years. Do you you think he'll step on the floor at some some point and take a charge? Junior's worked up today. He might be the first coach ever to take a charge in a game. He might. Just to show him. Show him how it's done. He's worked up today. Oh, I, I, I realize that. The, the Wichita State thing is just so ridiculous because it wasn't even like a hot take to have to say that they're not an elite program. And these guys, the guy that doubled down that you showed me after they beat Marchetti writes, this is the best team in basketball. What, what to look at them right now and, and say, say they're that better than Duke is insane. Yeah. It is insane. Duke would be a, on a neutral floor, eight and a half, ten yeah. point favorite. Yeah, at least. Yeah, again, you're, you're looking at. I'm talking, I'm talking about a betting line, mind you, not not maybe a, what you think they'd beat them by. I'm talking about what, what but so uh, at least a solid enough line where there's, a, where there's at least a differential. I mean, there's a there you can there's a noticeable differential for goodness sakes. So, um, but Wichita does help the American, right? Because the rest of the American sure. is. Uh, do it for me one more stinks. time. I, I wanted. To, <laughs> thank you. That's what I, that's what I wanted. What's your favorite loss so far by the American? <laughs> there's some good ones. There's some good ones. They should have scheduled Tacoa Falls, by the way. Well, yeah. I mean, everybody that ECU has played. All of them. <laughs> that sounded so depressing. It <laughs> yeah. really it's did. So true. It's so true and so depressing. <laughs> so true. So true. Um, Houston losing to whoever the hell they lost to Fordham or whatever the crap it was, um, and then they back it up with a couple nice wins. But you lost Fordham. Like, yeah. The 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 UCF thing is kind of disheartening, like we talked about last week, because what's going to yeah, happen? Yeah, out of control. What's going to happen is, is they're going to look like crap in the out-of-conference. They're going to get nothing on their out-of-conference right, resume. Correct. And then B.J. Taylor comes back when and they'll they be tough in conference. get to conference, and they're going to be really tough. And if you get a loss to them... It's going to look like a bad loss. It's going to look like a bad loss because, because of the circumstances. That, you know, that, that might be the biggest hit the conference has taken so far. Um, SMU actually looks pretty good. They got two freshman big men that um, I didn't have very high expectations for that look like... They're going to be serviceable. And when you've got the guards that they've got, you just need a couple guys to be serviceable down there. And then they get a Koya Goo back. Uh, I know he hasn't had a stellar college career, but he gives them another body on the inside. Um, I don't know. It's, it hasn't been terrible yet. Tulane's pretty good. Got to worry about those green waves. Their offense is pretty good. <laughs> 13, 13 wins, though. I think they're. I think they'll actually be middle of the pack in the conference this year. People Tulsa? forget they're on the improve. They're on the improve. They, they had to be on the improve. By yeah. the way, Tulsa really bad though. Tulsa does not look good. So. Yeah, so that offsets it. That offsets. <laughs> like they, the, the, that's the thing. Like I've for since since the American has been formed, I have mixed up Tulane and Tulsa like 
in your mind? Every podcast I do, I just call one the other. Like, they're the same to me. Well, they start with the same three letters, and that always that, gets confusing. Th- that that yeah. throws you off. Yeah. There's, no, there's no question. And they're both, like, at, you know, at the bottom of the league, and they, they, they're yeah, two different, in two that... Different, they're in my two different states, two different in parts of the country. Air, but they're, no, they're in the same part of the country. Louisiana and Oklahoma's not far apart. One, one's one's Midwest is Southwest is one South, but that's okay, close enough. What, they, they, they touch, don't they? Don't those states touch? I don't believe Louisiana and Oklahoma touch. No, they're real close. I, I believe Arkansas is in between. You might want to get the map out. Take, when, a, take a gander. When Xavier was in the A10, there was Xavier, UMass, Temple, and eh? bunch of George Washingtons <laughs> and Fort Holmes to me. I mean, there there was t- last year on a football podcast. I called Tulsa Tulane the entire podcast and didn't. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. Didn't for blink that. twice. Didn't blink twice. And no one noticed. Either. No one that's, noticed. That's, that's the best part of it. <laughs> it did come eventually become a running gag because people caught on to it. And I'm like, I, my brain just there's no they, they're the same thing. Yeah. So I'll call one the other. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of what we thought. I mean, there haven't been other than than Houston having a bad loss. The the teams that are supposed to be, I think Temple's been about. Where people expected in terms of showing improvement and being better with Josh Brown. When they got the conference coach of the year. Yeah. Well, it's the Fran Dumphy Memorial Coach of the Year Award. Well, it will be one day. It's uh, still alive. Well, right no, now. He's, it's, they named it Memorial even though he's still yeah. alive. Um, but, I mean, you know, there's four or five teams that are, that are pretty good and four or five teams that are not. That are really bad. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Takeaways maybe from the Big East in the first couple of weeks. I think Creighton has impressed me. Obviously, would have been nice. Beating Baylor would have been nice. Yeah, they they lost that one last night in a game that you know they had a chance early. It looked like, and then they just couldn't make a shot at all. Again, Baylor tweaked their zone a little bit, and Creighton just could not hit a shot after that. And obviously, that's what they have to do right. to beat you. But I've been, you know, they obviously Marcus Foster is really good, and we knew that coming in. But Kyrie Thomas has been playing at a really high level for them. He's always been a great defender, but he's given them more offensively this year and creating more offense and plays for them to where. I think they have a chance to really kind of compete for that top five in the Big East Conference, whereas coming into the season, I was thinking they were more in that like six, seven, eight range for sure. Um, other than that, I don't think there's been much that's jumped out about this conference. Like Marquette and St. John's, they're both teams that, in my opinion, are going to win some games. And then when you get into the Big East play, they're both going to win some big games that'll hurt some good teams in conference. Head scratchers. But they're not going to be good teams overall because they won't defend. Like both of them can score, and they'll put up a ton Saint of. St. John's threes. held Malloy or Molly or whatever the hell that was. The forty-three, mind you. They were on Molly, or they played Molly. <laughs> played Molly, I think. Yeah, I thought that was people a, losing their jobs and going to jail for that that's these a good, days. That's a good point. I th- keep your hands off Molly. <laughs> I thought that Malloy was a high school, like Archbishop Malloy. Is it is it a high school. Yeah. It is. Okay. Maybe they it's, were just playing a high school. I really they, don't and that, know. And that's why they held them to 43 points. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Let's talk about Kentucky. Um, a couple interesting things. One is there's, there's, a, there's the, the attendance story where the attendance is, is down below 20,000 for the first few games. And, and a question was raised, is that people getting one-and-done fatigue or, it's schedule fatigue. That, that's what I was going to go to. Or is it simply that you played Vermont, Utah Valley, and who am I met? Troy, um, well, see, this is, Cle- whoever else. That, that, see, that's what I think. I think it's more that than the one and done. Hold, hold on. Chad just stretched to give this take. I just want people yeah. to know that. Whatever's coming now is going to be hot fire because Chad stretched he out did. for like six he seconds. He did. He cleared, tried to clear his throat without clearing it in the microphone. <laughs> that's what people don't get about scheduling. Like... You hear a lot of times, like UC fans will complain about scheduling and they'll they'll complain about the RPI stuff, which, in in a lot of, a lot of senses, I understand because of the ramifications. But they talk about it in terms of attendance. Well, guess what? Utah Valley and 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 Troy are pretty good in terms of mid majors. In terms of they're going to be decent mid majors on your resume. Guess what? They don't move the needle. Just the same as Team Three Hundred and Thirty doesn't move right, the needle. Right. People don't look at. Oh, well, damn, they play Troy tonight. Troy looks like they're going to be about 123 in the Ken Palm this year. I get to that game. That This could be a 10-point 10 10 or closer game. They don't see it like that unless it's a big, flashy name right. or somebody they know. It's a scrub, and that's just how the casual fan sees it. And Kentucky, we're going on four or five years that they've had, what, one decent out-of-conference game at Rupp? 
a year. UCLA, yeah, yeah. North they Carolina, do one. Yeah, they one. do one. They do one. You're right. And 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 I, fans are getting fatigued from that. And I can completely understand, especially it from a, especially the price point now. Yeah. You're being asked that. That's well, the big part. Well, and, and, and let's face it, Rupp is not a fun arena to go to. No, got, up top, it's terrible. You, you've got the price point. It's expensive to get tickets there. You've the parking is a disaster, and you've got to walk in the cold to get down to the arena. All right, now I'm going to flip this for a second. What if this team was? The caliber that's putting up 110, 115 each night against these teams. I, where, I, where people, where it's five surefire they, NBA they guys. They still again. have some some struggles because I just think people are tired of well, the home. I've, I'm not disagreeing. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm playing a little devil's advocate here just because this team has not proven off the bat to be, to wow anybody no. yet. And I think that, I think that, that does factor that's into fair. it a little bit. Well, the biggest thing is have you gone to a game at UK and sat in, in the upper level, like yeah. you dude, said? Dude, it I, is, I sat. Bleachers in, where you don't have space to sit. Correct. When like I was in college. They, totally uncomfortable. When, when they used to play Indiana home and home, I, I like those days. Those were fun days. Uh, I, yeah, I sat in the very top of Rupp, and it was awful. The it's, very it's top terrible. at midcourt. And it, hasn't changed. it hasn't changed a bit. It's still correct, just as crappy. So it's uncomfortable. It costs a lot. You got to park and walk down to the game. You know UK is playing a crappy opponent. And by the way, sixty-inch TVs now cost like three hundred. Yeah, that, yeah, and, and there's five good games. If you're really a, a, a huge fan of just basketball, UK fans aren't. They're, huge they're fans not, of but, but but still, there's five. There's, there's three to blue. There's three to five games this time of year to, to watch instead. There really are. I was listening. Catch by ninety. I was listening to the call in UK call in show pre-game? on my way to Xavier the other night for the Hampton game. Yeah, pre game. Yeah. Honest to God, as soon as I get in my car, the first call is a lady who was wondering what Cal was doing during practice to work on free throws because free throw shooting was driving her nuts. And Kyle Macy used to shoot them well, so maybe he should teach the team how to shoot them. Right. So on and so forth. It was a good, like, three-minute call. Did Richie Farmer's name come up? No. So they talked to her. Richie going to start tonight? They answer her question for for a few minutes. They take the next caller, next guy house on the phone goes, Man, she stole my thunder. I tell you what, I was going to say, the free throw shooting is driving me nuts. They are just killing me, boy. Do you think that Cal's ever thought to have them shoot free throws when they're tired? I don't know if he has. You know what, though? I did tell Chris Mack that this summer. I know you did. He could pass it on, maybe. if In, like, a clinic? Yeah. Or even on a recruiting trail Well, or sometimes they go to those Nike clinics together. Like, maybe they could just exchange maybe, ideas. Maybe Nike ought to put together a clinic on free throw shooting. Maybe that's what they should do. They really should. There you go. Have Rick Barry teach it. All I know is the man swished ninety five percent of them. That's all I know. Shoot them underhanded. Tell you what, they better start shooting them things underhanded. Just want to know if Richie's going to start tonight. Richie's going to start tonight. Catch by ninety. Click. All right, let's talk about this team though. It, it, it is. It's a it's, bit of a hot mess. It's what we talked you, about. No, you you nailed it. You absolutely nailed it. I, it's not that hard to see. Like everybody wants to talk positionless basketball. That's not that's how fine. it works. No, that's fine to a point, but you know what you need to have? Functional pieces that complement each other. Well, give, it, me, give me a point guard and four pieces. I, give me a, I, you got to have that. You have to have that. That and I think when most people talk about that positionless basketball, they're referring typically, especially I think when you're talking with like coaches and stuff and how they're recruiting, they're referring to finding four guys that can play offensively with skill and IQ. Yeah. And, and what UK has is they've got positionless defenders. Yeah. They've got a bunch of guys that are versatile on defense. And but can't score. But they don't have that positionless offensive. They've got a bunch of face-up fours. Or a basically. point guard that, that, that breaks you down and kills you. Yeah. I mean, that would be nice as well. Yeah. That being said, I'm not down on this UK team yet. I They they do a lot no, of things it, that it, I like. It's funny. It, look. It's just going to be different basketball. This, I mean, this yep. is exactly what we talked about in the offseason. It's mm-hmm. going to be different. It's going to look different. They're it, not going to be able this, to score 80 points you, any night. When, when you... When you have surefire NBA talent guys. They can get through this. I don't know how many they have of those guys right now. What you see is you see high-level freshmen, but it also shows you how hard it is even for high-level freshmen to to adjust. Knox is what? A mid-first-rounder? Back end of the lottery? Diallo's probably probably a mid-first-rounder based on athleticism, but... I don't know that, that that'll be the case when it's all I don't said know and done. that they have a, a surefire Correct. lottery guy Correct. at this point. Correct. I, yeah, at this point, no, but I think Knox could definitely get there. Um, if he shows he can handle. If he shows he can get where he needs to go with the dribble against high level opponents. That's been his. And that's why I've uh, and continued to say he's like the other ones and that he's a face up four. If he can show he's a three or can show that he has some of the more of those skills than he has shown. Then yeah, he's a little bit different guy, but maybe a top ten fringe top ten guy. But he's not DeAndre Ayton. He's not Bamba. He's not Trayvon Duvall. 
He's not Colin Sexton, who had 29 last night and is my favorite player to watch in this class. Um, he's certainly not Marvin Bagley. Right. So they don't have that stud, that yeah. give him the ball, get the hell out of his way. and that, Because with Knox, there's going to be nights he's hot, and he can dominate a game. But the next night, he might go one for right. and, 11. And, and there's no one else to really pick up that slack right. on and a I, consistent I'm basis. I'm kind of disappointed in P.J. Washington. I thought he was going to be a bigger impact. Yeah, he's gotten off to a slow start. But I think that's also why this team still has some upside because yeah. you've seen some guys that I do think are talented that have gotten off to slow starts, and it's not like they're sucking. You know, like this team is still no. finding ways to win. They're grinding it out. They're making some important plays, especially on the defensive end, racking up stops when it's when it's crunch time and they've got to to get a little bit of a lead. They've shown some things that I really like about them, but the lack of, of scoring punch just has to concern you, especially when you start talking about what can they do in the tournament. Well, and when, when you start talking about the SEC. Right. Texas A&M looks, it really, looks good. really good. Florida looks really, really good. good. Yeah. You know, Alabama last night with Colin Sexton on and, the floor. And, and the thing for Kentucky in the non, non-con is the fact that you literally, you have – top 20 RPI teams you're playing, and you're playing slop otherwise. And I'm not sure they're capable of beating any of those teams. Well, Virginia Tech could give them problems. They, they, yeah, and they could too. You're right. Yeah, that, 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 actually, that, 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 that's, one, that's one non-top 20. Yeah, but you're right. But Buzz you're right. That's the news sure. that can score. Uh, and, and that's, that's the, thing, the thing for this team. I just I don't think it's got enough offensive punch, and I just don't know how, where that's going to develop. I just don't. So yeah, but I also think their defense is going to keep them in every game. Yes, I don't think anyone's going to run you away. Better from get them. used to sixty-one fifty-eights. Yeah, or I mean, like mid sixties, low seventies, yeah. maybe in the in the big time games that'll get up and down. But it's going to be a, an interesting year to watch this UK Very. team, and it's going to be it's going to be an interesting year to watch this fan base. Well, for sure that it's always that. But Coach Cal too. This this will be a great hey, show of how well he coaches. Night? No. After I so Troy was say is that who they yes. played last night? Two nights ago. Two nights ago said he's um. He's too mad. He's stomping on the sidelines too much, and like because he knows, mm-hmm. he knows what he's got. He's trying, but, but he also talked in terms of of I fought them the whole second half, meaning his team. Yeah. Um, so there's a frustration level there. Absolutely. Too. That's why. Yeah. I, but that's yeah. what it started with that. Yeah. And then it got into the it, the frustration is getting to me. Yeah. We yeah. joke about it, but actually, some players were talking about that they think Camp Cow will help this team too, and it probably will. I cannot wait to Camp Cow week. <laughs> You love Camp Cowie. I really do. Think God, some free throw shooting during that I, week? I bet you they'll shoot I mean, 200 I was on saying, a day. I was saying, how many do you think they get up in Camp Cowie? You think week? they'll go two a days or three a days? It's got to be three. Six. God, install the six. Install four corners. Again. Forty-five Cowie, minutes of session, it. six practices throughout the day, and at least yeah, at least two hundred free throws of practice. Yeah. Do you, Do you think we see Cal start railing like right before the tournament? You know how he's always got his one rant where he yes. goes on and yells at the yep. committee or whatever. You think this year he's going to yell about the shot clock? We shouldn't have a shot clock. <laughs> I should be we able should, to four corners. Yeah, we should just play on. When this great game was invented, four <laughs> corners was a staple and a peach basket and a peach basket. Put them both up. I saw about the NKU Norse. Um, Ooh, so close yet so far. Lost to Vermont in the championship of the what was it the Bahamas Classic or whatever, but uh, they do play at Memphis this Saturday and, and have a f- more than a puncher's chance. Well, first of all, let's be clear that they got they got one win at the tournament and then got a really good win yeah. at the tournament before nar- narrowly missing another huge win against Vermont in the finals. And that that Vermont team is good. NKU was up most of the game, had a 13-point lead with about eight minutes to go, and went the last 542 without a field goal. That's so, crazy to think with, with that kind of scoring punch. Yeah, but but you also kind of forget. Like, granted, it happened last year. Yeah, but I, I was going to say more so. You've, you've got experience for sure on this team, but you're also relying on a bunch of sophomores. You know, like they still have a lot of young guys that are playing huge roles for them. So when but, you see them go but, through but that. I tell funk, you, uh, my point, they just let some teams catch them last year in games. They they were able to hold on to win down the stretch when they needed to, but they would be up that twelve thirteen, and next thing you know, right. it's down to a basket. Yeah, earlier in the year and late in the year, they kept getting behind in the first and half and then making back, those yeah. big comebacks. So they were kind of doing the opposite. But yeah, I mean, it, first of all, it was a great showing from them. They looked yeah. awesome away beat James from James Madison, beat Ione, and then lost to Vermont. Yeah, plain good competition for them. Um, you just wish they could have found a way to hold on. But I, I don't I don't think listening to Coach Brandon after the game and, and since then, he doesn't sound discouraged or upset about that game at all. I think he was really happy with what he saw out of his guys and excited that, hey, there's even more upside that this team still has yeah, left in it. Yeah. So and, and you go to Memphis and, and just because it's a a name, um it 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 may it takes the sting away from that a little bit. And this Memphis team, man. 
They're, it's not just that they're bad. It's that they're not talented. They don't even look like a high major program. Like they're not even going to have a big athleticism or size advantage or anything like that against NKU. Lost it's going New to look Orleans. fairly even. Didn't New Orleans go to Division Three a couple years ago? Didn't they? They? I think they went out of Division One for a short period of time, if I'm not mistaken. They stink. I, I, honestly, I'm going to be upset if Northern doesn't beat them. I will too. I will too. I, I think clearly NKU is a better team than Memphis. <laughs> I believe. I think NKU is a borderline top 100 team this year in the yeah. country, and Memphis certainly is not. Yeah. So I would agree with that. They need to win that game. John, get it done. Get it done. Yeah. No pressure. Yeah. We're only expecting you to get a Memphis. Yeah, we're only expecting NKU to get a Memphis and win. No pressure. Earn that salary. I, do you want to do this as your final take, or do you want to talk, talk about it as a, as a different topic? Let's do it right now. I'm just going to throw the. I'm just going to throw you the softball, Lavar Ball. Go. Not one of you guys want to kick this off. I no, I, I, want, I want you. Ball. I want you to kick it off because I'm going to respond to it. So Lavar Ball, as everybody, I'll I'll play moderator okay, here right. because you two are apparently going to go at it, and I'm generally going to stay out of it. Uh, I'm sure everybody has seen now Lavar Ball and President Trump in a uh, Twitter war uh, in a, in a that war spread over into CNN with a war of words from Lavar Ball, uh, who just tied a CNN reporter in knots for. 23 minutes. He's tied himself in knots. That was what he does. That's He's Don King. That's what he does. I'm still, after listening to it, I'm still confused on what he means, what he even means to say. He, he and Trump both have such a way with words that this war of words it's is very really impressive. It's really confusing. Before long, they're going to be arguing each other's point on the other side of it yes. when it's all said and done. Yes. But uh, the, the whole thing was over thank you, and that's why I joked with Skinny at the beginning. Yes. Uh, there was about a three-minute segment where LeVar Ball made the uh, – Chris Cuomo, I guess was his name, yes, the host. made him say thank you for coming on the show. And Cuomo's like, I'll say it at the end of the interview. He's like, no, you tell me thank you right now. Like, If you want to keep talking, you tell me thank you right now. And finally, he said, thank you, Mr. LeVar Ball. Spoken into existence, Spoke, if you will. Yeah, yeah, that's what he does. That speaks it all into existence. He speaks it, speaks it into existence. He, I mean, I couldn't imagine what, what? the joy on his face when he got done with that interview, knowing... That big baller brand is on CNN making hosts thank them <laughs> in a war with the president. That's that's so surreal. Welcome to 2017, no doubt. sir. And you keep thinking all of my ideas are crazy when I talk. They about are them. okay, and but, they happen. But but <laughs> even crazier things are really happening with all of this nonsense. But is it that hard to say thank you? I, what Angelo said thank you. He did. Wh- right, he did. Why on earth? Again, like whether LeVar did or didn't say thank you, no president should ever or would ever care. It's what it is banana land to start going on Twitter as the president saying that part. I don't disagree. LeVar should have thanked me. And two, I should have left those kids in a Chinese jail. That's absurd to say as the president of the United States. You you don't think so? I can see it in your face. Go ahead. Tell us why I left those kids in a Chinese jail. Teach them a lesson. Why? Why? They, they broke the law. Pretty simple. You broke the law in their country, you go by their rules. Somebody comes in this country, breaks our laws, you go to jail, that's your problem. But China let them go. I know they did because the president helped. Allegedly. Okay, allegedly. <laughs> yes. Oh, for heaven's Brendel's sense. in now. Oh, jeez. Were they ever really arrested? Is that why LeVar is going know. so hard on if, this? If I, because bring, if I could bring Neil Armstrong back from the dead, I'd ask him if he really went to the moon. I mean, come uh, on. No, he didn't. Well, I'm I'm just <laughs> filmed at a back lot in, yeah. in Hollywood. All I'm asking you, Skinny, yes. is LeVar keeps hinting at the fact that he doesn't think the president actually did anything. I said at the beginning that I thought this might have been a setup for reality TV. Maybe LeVar knows something. Maybe he knew his kid was never really going to be in jail, so the president really didn't have to do anything to get him out. And maybe and that's China, why he and, won't and, apologize. China ain't talking. <laughs> <laughs> Why would go. they? There, there, there you go. I, oh, I will say... you going to crazy land on me. Go. Keep the, going. This thing hit its absolute peak this morning when I was in the newsroom, and all of a sudden it pops up in my Twitter feed that Donald Trump has fired back at LeVar again for the second time now after LeVar's little appearance on CNN, and he dropped two full 280-character level tweets because now we've been yeah, upgraded we, to we, double yeah, the amount. We need that. We and need Donald Trump characters. drops two tweets. He says, it wasn't the White House. It wasn't the State Department. It wasn't Father It Lavar's was me! <laughs> it wasn't LeVar's so-called people on the ground in China that got his son out of a long-term prison sentence. So-called people on the ground in China, LeVar has, by the way. It was me! 
Too bad, exclamation point. LeVar is just a poor man's version of Don King, but without the hair. Just think, LeVar, you could have spent the next five to ten years during Thanksgiving with your son in China, but no NBA contract to support you. But remember, LeVar, shoplifting is not a little thing. It's a really big deal, especially in China. Ungrateful fool, exclamation point. That's just a freaking masterpiece to wake up to. <laughs> he, was, he gets up at five Ungrateful in the fool! He gets up at five. He's in the taking morning. a dump. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, exactly. where does he compose the he's tweets from? He's taking it, a dump. No is it on the? Yeah. Oh, it has absolutely. To be. It has There's no to be. question. Absolutely. That's a great place to tweet from. <laughs> Thanks for that. Thanks for that. From visual. the throne. Yeah. Thanks for that visual. Oh, act like you don't do it. When you go on your little retweet sprees, no doubt that's where you're coming from, Not a my chance. man. No, I don't even take the phone to the toilet with me. What? That's a crazy move. Saying. Were you born in 1924? That's why I've got magazines in there. I'm Twitter polling as soon as we get off this podcast. What, do you take what, the phone to the what bathroom? What kind of magazines? With all the stuff on the internet, do they even make those kind anymore? Well, they might start having to with the whole net neutrality well, thing going point. on, but that's for that, another day. That, yeah, that's a good point. All right. You want that to be your final take or you got another, yeah, another that, one? I don't, I don't have anything better than that. Thank you. All right. On to you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't really have anything, uh, honestly. I, I I got most most of it out. That's that's, that's all right. It's, it's, that's okay. I just didn't know if you had something else you wanted to, wanted to talk about. Not really. Once okay. again, thanks to everybody that's that's helped on the GoFundMe. Yeah, how, how, Kelly. And, and how, how, how how's she feeling? Um, she's in a lot of pain, but she's way tougher than me, so she tolerates it and still tries to work eight nine hours a day, even though she's not supposed to. And I kick her in the rear end to. Go lay down you, and relax. You, you really shouldn't do that. She's in pain. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Kicking her in the rear. That's where actually her tailbone is where everything's Yeah, started, I, so. I, I know. That's not very nice of you to do. Probably probably should probably, stop yeah, that. Yeah, that's exactly Might right. Might break something. But uh, if you're interested, if you if you haven't donated, if you'd like to, uh, it's on my Twitter page uh, and on my Facebook, at Chad Brendel. Um, it's been awesome. We're over $21,000, which is that's... way more than I ever could have possibly imagined would have been raised that's and right the people that have donated and you know i see the names and um very much appreciated and some of them just kind of blow your mind and i will say uh seeing the support from the sports community the entire sports community yeah. around cincinnati has been awesome good uh obviously the folks here at, at channel 12 and some other stations around town and, and lance and mo and and dj over at iheart um it's been awesome good stuff all right boys have a good thanksgiving you too. You do the same. We I'm didn't talk. What do you have it? What's the, what's the spread? We actually go to go to another family's house and we, we bring the turkey with us. We bring turkey and uh, we bring the green bean casserole. That's uh, that's our two two main dishes. Maybe even mashed potatoes. I don't know. I don't I don't do any of it. What, what what's your final take? I don't have do, one. You don't have one. Nah. I just okay. I just wanted to know. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for this podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank I'm you. Thankful for this podcast. Thank Let's you. all together just say the say the magic words right now. Three, two, one. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm not. I'm not doing it. There's no reason to. You guys didn't do anything for me. <laughs> Put you in a Chinese jail, man. That's all I know. All right. Have yourselves a great Thanksgiving. We'll be back next week with another skinny podcast, the College Basketball Edition for Chad Brendel and for Rick Broering, who is thankless. I'm Richard Skinner. Have a good one. <laughs>